Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Wow, 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 wow. There's a manila folder down there somewhere, Karen, underneath my book. Can you hand that to me? I am just so thrilled that you're here this morning. Thank you, Danny. I don't need the book. I just need that. And um, I cannot wait till tonight, but I'm not going to miss this morning by waiting on tonight. I'm going to have church right now. I'm telling you, the praise and worship, outstanding. Thank you, worship team. Let them know you appreciate them. I, I, I love it. I love it. Um, you know, God's just doing so many mighty things in us. There's something that's been birthed in my spirit. I don't have liberty to share with it today. I need about another two weeks to incubate what God's going to be doing, not only in Dawsonville, but around the nation um, that I want to share with you. But praise God, uh, tonight, you, I'm telling you, don't miss this evening. Uh, there's a gentleman uh, right here, um, guys, um, that had planned his own funeral. And uh, this is him in the baptismal waters. It's going to come up on the screen. Thought he would be dead by the end of the year, was losing a pint of blood every three days, I believe it was. Um, had such a dramatic miracle in the water. Uh, I said, would you come and share your story to people here in Dawsonville? And he's here right there on the front row. Stand up, Pastor Andy, if you would. Uh, tonight, um, um, uh, with many others, are going to be sharing their story this evening. Uh, Y'all remember the young lady that uh, had psoriasis on the back of her neck um, for years and years and years on the front of her neck? Um, Jubal, all the way from Missouri as well. If Jubal is in the room tonight, Jubal, where are you? Stand up, if you will. Stand up right there. Praise God. I'm going to have her talk about what happened to her in the water. And uh, you're not going to want to miss tonight. I'm telling you, this is the service you want to bring all naysayers because they always want proof. How many of you ever heard that, right? Well, I just, I just want proof. I want proof. Well, you're going to have two people that they can touch, that they can squeeze, they can look at and question. And on top of that, um, Yasmin, I don't know where is that Yasmin in the, in the room today? Gary, um, the, there you are, Yasmin. Stand up. Their baby, she's going to share the story tonight. Their newborn, um, the the opening in the head right here as a newborn was literally to the front of their skull or his skull. And they were concerned about that. And a miracle happened in the water. I'm tell. And you don't want to miss this evening. So please, please. There's no fireworks show going to be greater than the fireworks show that's going to be in this place. <laughs> Ooh, I felt that right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, praise God. Go in your Bibles to 2 Chronicles chapter 7 this morning. 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I, I want to talk to you uh, and begin a, a few Sundays talking about the glory of God. I want to talk about the glory. 
In week number one of, of our talk, uh, I want to just try to explain to you about the glory, what the glory is, because there's some misunderstanding. When we say glory, there are multiple definitions of the word glory, but I want to talk about it in the sense of the weight of God. You know, the Bible has a lot of plots and subplots. You know that, right? I mean, there's just intertwined throughout the scriptures. There's all types of stories. And, but one major story of the Old and New Testament that's literally sprinkled on the pages of your Bible is the glory of God, the story of God's glory. I want you to look at 2 Chronicles chapter 7. The most famous verse of the Old Testament perhaps is verse 14. We're so familiar with that, right? But I want to begin in verse 1, and I want to read the first three verses. When Solomon had finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering. And the sacrifices. And your Bible says, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. I just want to pause right there. I want you to think about that for me for a moment. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. I am not under the persuasion that the glory of the Lord is the Holy Spirit. I believe that these are two separate entities, if you will. The Holy Spirit being a person, the glory of God being a manifestation or an essence. Many times in the New Testament, even in the Old Testament, you'll find that they're talking about the Spirit of God, but they're not mentioning the glory of God. There are times the Bible talks about the glory of God and doesn't mention the Spirit of the Lord. I believe these two are separate. And as Solomon is dedicating the temple, he's praying and the Bible says fire came down, consumed the offering and the sacrifices. And then it says the glory of God filled the temple. By definition in the Strong's Concordance, the word glory in this context literally means kabod or the weightiness of God, the weight of something. Does that make sense? In other translations or in other definitions, it means honor or abundance or wealth or riches or excellence or authority or holiness. Both of those definitions need to be combined. But I'm wanting to let you understand something today that as we are going into our sixth year, literally starting our seventh year of revival, concluding six years in February, we have tasted and seen of the goodness of God and we have had encounters with the glory of God, but we have not seen anything quite yet. Touch your neighbor and say, are you ready for more? Amen. 
Can you imagine being, can you imagine being in that gathering? You're outside and Solomon is dedicating the temple and the glory of God enters the temple. Everything he is and everything he has, talk to me, steps into a room. All of his wisdom, all of his purity, mm. all of his abundance, all of his majesty, all of his power, all of his strength, his excellence, and his authority. Can you imagine seeing, being around, being a part of when Solomon was praying and he finished praying, fire comes and consumes the offerings and then the glory of God steps into the room. When you look at the word glory, I want you to write this down in the margin of your Bibles. It refers to God's intense, profound presence, his weight. David Wilkerson said that the glory of God is a revelation of his nature and his attributes. It is the fullness of the magnitude of God. It's immeasurable weight, if you will. When the glory of God walks into a room, steps into a room, mm, there is a bumping that takes place. There's a conflict. Heaviness bumps in to lightweightedness. Thinness bumps into thickness. Essence bumps in to, if you will, nothingness. And there is this collision that happens in the atmosphere that changes the actual barometric pressure of a room. Can you imagine the unfiltered weight of God stepping into this room and how it would change everything? Your Bible is peppered with encounters of when the glory of God stepped into an environment or a place. Look what happens if the scripture is true, in which I know it is. And the Bible says, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And that glory had such weight and such essence, and such thickness, and such depth, that they could not even enter the house of God. Do you hear what I'm saying? I am at my end of encountering thin worship services. Where we come to church to simply check a box to not feel guilty or just simply say, I'm a good person. Oh, I'm a Christian and I go to church. I am ready that when I walk into the room, I literally bump into the thickness of God. Yeah. Where it is difficult for me to even find my way 
to my seat. If God did this in 2 Chronicles chapter 7, and he's a God that does not change, and he's a God that watches over his word to perform it, I believe that there is a place and space for God to come and to move in such kabod that when we walk in, we have difficulty even functioning in that environment. I don't know if I'm in the midst of some hungry people in this room today. I know I, know I am. I feel it. I feel that you're drawing on the anointing that's in this house right now. And I just want you to know, as I talk about the glory of the Lord, I want you to prepare yourself for the Lord to move into this room. Everybody say essence. Everybody say thickness. Yeah, right here, right now, Lord, would you do it? You can either walk into it or it comes. I like, to, I like to use the term humidity. The only, it's, it's, it's poor ex explanation, but how many of you have been in your car and you stepped out of your car or out of your house and you stepped into some humidity and it's hard to breathe? You start sweating. You get yucky, right? But you know that you went from one environment to another environment. You went to a controlled atmosphere, an air-conditioned atmosphere, where everything's comfortable, and then you walk out into the fullness of nature in the midst of a humid August Georgia southern afternoon. I'm thinking that God is saying to his church that I am ready to get rid of the air conditioning, the controlled environments of our worship services. And I'm wanting to have complete access and complete freedom so that I can walk into the room. Yeah. When you encounter the glory and we have in this room and we have more specifically in February or the end of January of 2017 in that classroom. When God walked into the room one year prior, 51 weeks prior to the glory of the Lord sitting down on this platform in February the 11th of 2018, in that classroom, the glory of God walked in. I didn't see him. I didn't see a cloud. I didn't smell him but the weight of God walked into the room. And student after student pushed back from their table and began to fall on their face, crying out for mercy, repenting, and just weeping before the Lord. When God's weight is in a room, it squeezes you. It bumps up into you. It puts pressure on you. There is a sense of awe when God's glory is present.
Not emotion as far as being whipped up in an emotional frenzy by a speaker or by music. But there is an awe that something in this room is different. There is an awareness. There is also accompanied with it fear. I am not talking about the fear that handicaps you or paralyzes you to the point of because of being overwhelmed by an outside circumstance, a fear of paying your bills or fear of not measuring up to. So I'm not talking about that type of fear, but I am talking about a fear that I am now in the presence of the most perfect, majestic God of all humanity. There is a fear that I am undone, that I am incomplete, that there is something about me that his holiness is exposing my impurity and that he is perfect in every way. He is perfect in his mercy. He is perfect in his grace. He is perfect in his justice. And when the glory of God is manifest, you cry out like Isaiah, woe is me. For I see the Lord high and lifted up and his train fills the temple. And I am a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of an unclean people. If I'm completely honest with you, dread comes when the glory of God is in the room. Now, I am not talking about a zap and tap and chill and thrill fire tunnel where somebody puts their hands on you and you fall out in the Holy Ghost backwards and you giggle and you laugh. I love those encounters. There's space for that. I'm not talking about that this morning. I am talking about the glory of God being so strong, so powerful, and so thick that even the priest of the Old Testament could not even walk into the house of God. There's this dread. There's exposure. There's an essence of being terrified. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Am I, you're like, you're like will, I, will I live if I walk into that? Smith Wigglesworth used to have prayer meetings, and, and he was so accompanied to the glory of God, the manifest presence of God, that he had become physically and spiritually acclimated to that atmosphere. And Others would join him for prayer meetings and they would go an hour to two hours and somewhere they would cross a line that he would be praying with such intensity, with such faith, with such intimacy that he was the friend of God that was meeting with God intimately in his prayer times. And Smith Wigglesworth would pray and God would walk into that prayer closet or that room where many others were gathered and they would literally be overcome and overwhelmed with the light of God, the glory of God, the intensity of God, the purity of God, the justice of God, and the fear of God. And they would literally crack open the door and crawl out of the room. And one by one, pastor after pastor would leave. And Smith Wigglesworth would be left behind. 
They asked one pastor, why in the world did you leave the prayer meeting? He said, there was just too much God in that room. He said, I couldn't handle it. I love this. When the glory of God comes, there's honesty. Talk to me. It can be emotional on many levels. You can have fear, and then you can have tears. Talk to me. You can be overwhelmed. Your body can shake. It may be difficult to breathe. It may even be difficult to see. There have been accounts in the Old Testament of where the Bible talks about the glory of God and a cloud begins to fill and to overcome a mountain. And Moses would walk into the cloud where the glory of God was. There have been some meetings where the glory of God has been so thick that a cloud has literally come into an environment just like this. I'm not looking for the cloud. I'm not, I love the cloud, but I'm not looking and, and saying, okay, there's the cloud. God is here. If it manifests that way, we, we're excited about it. And I promise you, if the cloud comes, you will not want to take out your camera and take a picture of it. Because he is, it's not a photo opportunity. It's an opportunity for God to press down upon us. Have you noticed what the church has done though? We've decided for bronze rather than gold. And so we produce our own man-made clouds in the atmosphere. We bring the haze in. And we light up the stage. Talk to me. And people get overwhelmed. Oh, in this incredible entertainment. Guys, that's air conditioned. What about the church that says, I just want raw. I, I want his power. I want God in the full essence of who he is. I want to have a manifestation of his presence. Oh God, would you come into this room? Would you be our haze? Would you be our smog? Would you be our fog? Would you be, come on God, would you come into this place? Talk to me. You doing all right? At the, at, at, as you experience all of these somewhat negative emotions of this fear and dread and terror, oh, at the same time, in the midst of it, you can have peace. There's such love and grace and tenderness. It's like heaven has kissed the earth. Come on now, somebody. Huh? Huh? There's such life and hope and mercy, no condemnation, but there's an awareness. I have to get right with God. When the righteous judge walks in and is approaching you or you walk into the thickness of God, there is something on the inside of you that literally says, I have got to get right with God. Look at this text. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house because of the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how fire came down and the glory of the Lord on the temple, what did they do? 
They bowed their faces to the ground on the pavement and worshiped and praised the Lord saying, for he is good and his mercy endures forever. One thing that you and I have to make sure that we're adjusted to, that when God's presence is so thick in the room and when he's in this house, I'm telling you, we will not fall so much backwards but we will fall forward. Every encounter with the glory of God in the Old and New Testament, whenever the glory of God moved into an environment, a space, wherever he moved into the temple or with a group of people, they never laid back on their backs. They never went in this direction with their hands up and saying, oh God, bless me, touch me, keep me, magnify me, promote me, advance me, oh God, tickle me, Oh God, help me, break through me. Oh God, break through. No, it's never on the back. Because when the glory of God comes in, it's never about us. When the glory of God walks into the room, you never find anybody making a prayer request. Oh God, heal me, touch me, save me, deliver me. Oh God, would you do this for me? But when God's glory walks into a room, it is face down. Oh God, woe is me. I'm unfaithful. I'm a man that has lustful heart. Oh God, I can't tell the truth. My vocabulary is wrong. I lust. I do all of it. And all of a sudden you're sitting there in presence of holiness and it's all about him. Do you hear me? Do you sense the presence of the Lord even in this room? It's not about what I can get. It's about him taking preeminence. God, I give you your rightful space. This is your house, not my house. This is your place. This is not my place. I am here to host you. I am here, oh God, to create a culture that you're attracted to. Not to come in on a Sunday. God, you have no obligation to put a red sack over your back and give out special goodies to your people. But oh God, would you just walk into this room? Would you just do your thing? Oh God, would you walk into this house? And take back over your church. And do it the way you want to do it, God. I will stay low. I will get low. I will put my nose on the floor. I will say, God, you know every need in my life. But it's not about me at this moment. I just want you to be magnified in this room. I want the kingdom of God to advance rapidly upon the earth. Not my kingdom. Not my comfort. But God, your kingdom spread throughout the earth. My eyes, he says in Second Chronicles 16, 9. Turn there. It's just a couple of chapters over. Second Chronicles 16, 9. You're familiar with the scripture. The Bible says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro. Where? Throughout the whole earth. What does he want to do? To show himself strong. Too much of church is about making us strong. 
is about making us survivors. How about God? Come into this place, find a heart that's completely yours, and make yourself strong. Show yourself to be strong upon the earth, O oh God. On behalf of those whose heart is loyal to you, do you understand that God right now is looking over every church, every pastor, every leader, every family, every father, every mother? I'm trying to find a man or a woman whose heart is completely loyal to me. And then he says, I'm going to show myself strong on their behalf. In other words, I'm going to move into you. I'm going to move into your, your space. I'm going to touch. I'm going to manifest. I'm going to bring glory. I'm going to bring change. But just give me your loyal heart. Everybody in this room, give him praise right now. Lift your hands and give him praise. Come on, give him praise. I'm going to take you from the Old Testament to the New Testament over the next several weeks, and we're going to look at how the glory of God is different than the Holy Spirit. But they do work in unison. But I want to share with you how and what is necessary for us to have the glory of God in this room. But here's one of the beautiful things I love about the glory of God. I've seen it. I've been around a long time. I've seen this. And I can tell you, I've seen more glory in this revival than I have at any other space in my life. I'm not lying to you that when I walk into this room sometimes and it's completely dark or a few lights on and some music, Karen, you can attest to this, our staff can attest to this, that sometimes you walk into this room and there's not a soul here, but you're literally walking as if you're walking into heaven. Oftentimes stopping at the back Fearful, joyful, scared, but delighted. He doesn't forbid me to come to him. In fact, he invites me to come. But he'll say to me, take your shoes off. We've gone too far with this daddy image of God. He's our father. He's adopted us. But he's still God. Do you hear what I'm saying? Okay. I, I, every attribute of a good father is him. Don't hear what I'm not saying. He's a great father. He's a good father. But he's also God. I can come to him with brokenness and all my mess. I, yes, he's a good, good father. But he's God. And even his own children, he will say, take your shoes off. You're coming on holy ground. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'll walk in here. I've told you this before. Sometimes it'll be one or two o'clock. I'm traveling through the night, getting home, trying to get home. And I hear the Lord whisper to me. He'll say, come see me. And I said, Lord, you're always with me. I don't have to go anywhere to see you. You're here with me. He says, no, I want you to go to the altar. I want to meet you at the altar. 
2 in the morning, 2.30 in the morning. I want to go home. I want to go to bed, and I'll come, and I'll, I'll stand right there. I said, oh, God. And I'll just walk right here, and I'll just put my face on the carpet, and I'll just say, oh, God, I'm so, I'm so undone. My heart's not right. I need so much help. And he'll meet me. And he'll hold me. And there's been times that it seems like over here I get the correction over here. <laughs> and he'll say, stop. I'll cover that, but stop it. Or don't do that again. Do it this way. That's what I want in this room. I don't want you to, I don't want you, I don't want you to build your church life around a program, a person, a feeling. I want you to build your church life around his presence. Do you hear what I'm saying? Stand your feet all across the room. Oh, God. to make me the abundance of your heart. I am coming in. I am coming after you. I'm coming after your hearts. I'm coming after your mind. I'm coming with love. I'm coming with jealousy. I'm coming because I've died for you. I'm coming because I pierced my hands and my side and my feet for you. I'm coming because I love you. I will not do without you. I will not stay away from you. It is time. It is time. My glory is here now. Hey, oh, see the mutiko. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's seek his face right here. Come on, saint, let's pray. Don't ask him for anything. It's not time. He already knows. Come on. God, come into this room in power.
Oh, we love you, Jesus. If you want to come to the altar, come right now. If you want to come, you feel like you want to come, it's open. Come, let's pray for the next few moments. Let's pray. Come on, let's pray, 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 pray. Lord, don't let us get comfortable. God, don't let us get comfortable. Oh la la be bore da da la be she bore da da la ba se bore da da di ka se bore da di ka sha bo bore. Nani nani do ko se bore. We love you, God. Help us, God. Thank you, Lord. In this room, oh God. In this room. God, oh God, all across the room, let's pray. Everybody pray. Oh God, oh God, oh Lord, oh God, uh-huh. Come on, just a little bit longer. Come on, Dad. Come on, Mom. Pray. 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 God help me. God help me. Help us, Lord. Come on, two more minutes. Two more minutes. Pray. 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 God, we need you. God, we need you. Have mercy. Have mercy, God. God, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. Oh, God, have mercy. Come on, saints of God, 60 seconds, 60 seconds, 60 seconds. Let's pray. Pray like you believe that it works. Oh, pray that you believe that God hears us. God, we need glory. We need your glory. We want your substance, God. We want your weight. God, we want your weight. God, you love us. You love us. Come, God. Come, God. Come, God. Hallelujah. We know you're here, God, but we want the fullness of your glory. Oh, God, all of your essence. God, full of wisdom, come God.
Oh God, we're crying out for revival in the midst, oh God. We need you more. Oh la la beda kashabi bodada basalala. Oh la la basala la badadadala. Oh la bokasha. 30 seconds, come on now. Ed la la behese bodada basada. Oh kashe bodada banada bakadido kusila. Oh God. his holy name. If you're able, please stand to your feet all across the room. I want to direct your attention to our, our pool over here to your left. We have a team that's leaving to go to India and we want to pray for them. They're going to self-immerse today. They've seen great miracles and might mighty move of God on their last several trips. We have sent them over there. We're sending them over. We're helping them and the pastors in that area put a well in to help build them and reconstruct the church. A lot of things that have happened as a result of your missions offering. So let's all kind of gather. I'm going to pray over them. If y'all just want to make your way, gather your stuff. I'm going to pray over them. Then I'm going to dismiss you. Father, as they travel to India, they need grace. They need travel grace. Lord, none of their luggage lost. Lord, they need medical grace as well, healing grace, health grace. No sickness nor disease will come near their dwelling. In the name of Jesus. They'll preach with power and authority as they take the washcloths across, Lord, 500 washcloths anointed out of the baptismal waters, dipped in baptismal water, fire, fire water. Leprosy shall be healed. Demonic oppression and possession gone in the name of Jesus. Even the bag handlers, God, when they touch those suitcases filled with those 500 rags, your love will touch them. Holy Spirit will convict them and draw them. Eh. Fill them, Lord, with your power, your love, your grace, your mercy, urgency. So Larry and Kay and Chase, your church family stands behind you. We pray for you. As you self-immerse, may the same fire that's healed bodies and empowered ministries be yours in the name of Jesus. Self-immerse in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost.
Yeah. My Lord. Where's Joel Crumpton in the room? Did you see Joel this morning? Okay, I don't know. All right, Joel's going to be here tonight. Uh, he sent me a message. I thought he was going to be here this morning as well. We want to pray for Joel and uh, our dearly dear friend. So let's pray for him right now. Joel, if you're watching, praying for complete healing in your body. We'll see you tonight as you and Pat make your way up here. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that your glory, your glory, your glory. Oh, Lord Jesus, we bless you. We pray for our friend Joel Crumpton that you touch his body physically right now, God. Thousands of people have been healed through his ministry. Lord, right now, your servant needs you. God, he needs you to eradicate that sickness in his body. In the name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Praise his name. All right, guys. Five o'clock tonight. Please be here for prayer. Please be here for prayer. Service tonight at 6, week 308. You don't want to miss it. Let's sing this as we depart. God bless you. Thank you for being here today. What a presence of the Lord.